0: Of disaster is never
1: Welcome to the Casual Preppers podcast.
0: These safety measures are essential. The
1: only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe.
0: Oh boy! Yes. Are you excited? Oh yes. Today's the day. Yeah. This is
2: this is one of the best interviews I think. It is the best. I mean, come on, man. It's who do probably we have the best. Yeah. yeah. So we've got none the other than.
0: None the other than.
2: <laughs> Donnie Dust. Donnie Dust, man. Uh, how did we do this? I, I don't, don't know. know. Whoever you are, your testosterone is going to grow <laughs> about 500 points. Yeah. Woman or man <laughs> during or this. Woman. Yeah.
0: Female, male, in between. It doesn't he's matter. He's like, man, he's awesome. Yeah. So. He is the man. Man, we had a we had a great time talking with him, asking him some fun questions and uh he actually listens to the podcast. How crazy oh, that's is that so
2: weird. I don't know. He's so chill. Like, oh yeah,
0: yeah. Such a good dude. Yeah. If I if I'm you lost, you never in know the with those
2: people that know like tons about the wilderness and like live out there, you're like Will they communicate okay? <laughs> yeah, Might be on par with me. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, man,
0: we're, we're so excited. We're also excited about today's sponsor, Batterix. Batterix is a single-use backup battery pack designed to always be with you and always ready for that critical charge when you need it most. Each compact Batterix gives you three hours of charge time and eight Years of storage life. Batterix is iPhone and Android compatible. Cam and I think these are perfect for any EDC or bug out bag. Is they're compact, they have that long shelf life, and because your phone is so important in any emergency situation. Batterix was on the ground in recent hurricanes, tornadoes, and other emergency events, and even sent units for soldiers in the Ukraine, and they were used in the battlefield. How cool is that? Head to batterix.com where you can sign up for a 10% discount on your first order and free shipping on. Of three or more That's a deal Right there uh, This is patented technology So you're not just Going to find this Anywhere else You got to get it From Batarox Batarox Batter, Batterox. <laughs> Batarox That sounds pretty Shock, cool too sure. We're going Batarox Each And every prepper Needs a backup plan To keep communications going And Batarox
2: Is ours They're so awesome Right Cameron It is It is totally like Not a cheap little Credit mm-hmm. card size battery It's nice You can plug it in About everything yeah, So it's, it's get sweet. one
0: Make sure to go get it batterics.com and now enjoy our interview with none other than mm. Donny Dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, man, Cam, are could we be more excited than we are right no, now? I don't think this so. This one's
2: a this is a big deal.
0: This is a huge deal. We've got <clears throat> the man, the myth, the legend. I call him the sexiest dude in survival. This is Donnie Dust. <laughs> What's up, my hello, man? Hello.
1: <laughs> doing well, doing well. I think those uh Those accolades are a little overdone, but no, I do appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Well-deserved. Well-deserved, man. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We've been following Donnie for forever, man. Uh, I remember seeing this dude on a loan, and I'm like, gosh, dang, that dude is cool. Um, But he does so much cool stuff. incredible. Like, the TikTok account from Donnie Dust is the number one TikTok (laughs) account on TikTok. It, like by far yeah what do you think
2: you just feel like a man watching it yeah there's a like, man i'm more of a man now. like
0: i get like a testosterone pump when i watch <laughs> it
2: that's,
1: so thanks for that goal. yeah that's my plan to share the, the testosterone with as many <laughs> folks as well. spread it around Sweet.
0: yeah yeah so so tell us man like how did like tell us a little bit about yourself how did you get started in all of this like rad you know wilderness survival stuff that you do
1: yeah, you know, it's, um, it's kind of similar to most, you know, folks stories where, you know, as a kid, I just kind of grew up outside. I think the generation that I'm, you know, familiar with and in part of similar to you guys kind of, we didn't have a lot of this technology. So it was outside, you know, drinking from hoses and <laughs> playing with roadkill and catching crawfish and all that sort of stuff. So, um, and I just enjoyed that more than most things, I guess you could say. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, been a a long-term outdoorsman. And then uh, when I was a teenager, I enlisted in the uh, United States Marine Corps and they were the perfect entity to really say, you know what, if you love the outdoors and you love getting dirty, we will definitely, uh, you know, help you in that process. (laughs) So yes, there's some war and other things that are part of it, but yeah, they definitely, you know, taught me a bunch and uh, kind of gave me that discipline, if you will. And then, um, yeah, I got out of the Corps and just wanted to you know, continue kind of living wild and, uh, you know, really experiencing the outdoors and more importantly, getting other folks into the outdoors so they could uh, kind of, you know, see how I walk and kind of let them develop their own skills and uh, just ultimately just expose people um, to the outdoors, but kind of with a unique way, which is more on my line with primitive technologies and, you know, stone tools and things to that ex- extent
2: man so awesome
1: yeah it's like, it's
2: so cool it makes me feel like went I'm outside never came back in
1: yeah exactly just been out there the whole time <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> no i was just i was just gonna say i think a lot of people you know uh innately enjoy the outdoors they 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 find a you know a piece there they find adventure they find curiosity i just think as time progresses forward people are more drawn to a different aspect of curiosity and that's you know on phones and different social media and i think um, you know, for me, I kind of just hold on to those roots where, you know, I enjoy being outside, not because it's about taking a photo or filming a video. It's just being outside with, you know, my, my two sons or my girlfriend, whatever that case may be. I just enjoy being outside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so like, just recently I took my boys out. Um, and it's just funny. Just one of them was just saying, he's like, this is it. This is, this is the life I want to live. It's just funny. Like he was like over the top about it, but there is, there's like a connection when you get out there that you just don't experience and you forget about pretty quickly. And when I took them out there, yeah, they were just super excited about it. And we're like, wow, I guess we're going to go out another night because they, they couldn't get enough of it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good addiction and it's a, it's, Probably the healthiest thing, you know, young minds and young men and yeah. women can actually kind of explore is, you know, maybe it is rock climbing or skiing or snowboarding or just hiking, but those things promote good health and sure. adventure, a whole level of like, I call it like self-reliance, but more importantly, resiliency. Like mm. if they're getting rain one day, that might not be the worst day of their life because they've been rained on a thousand days before that, you know? So yeah, it's a good.
0: Yeah, thing. Yeah. So, awesome, so cool, yeah. man. So, I mean. As you know, we're a prepper podcast. So we want to talk a little bit about like your connection to prepping with some of the stuff that you do. So yeah. um we got like five quick questions. This this first question's like got three questions in it. So I am I'm, I'm flubbing the numbers here. But um do you
1: consider yourself a prepper? Absolutely. I consider myself a prepper, but more of a I don't want to say closet prepper, but a a selective sharing yes. of, of information. <laughs> I don't advertise to the world because, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know, I just keep it to myself and the community that I kind of stick with.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That makes total sense. So, like, you know, since you do consider yourself a prepper in some way, like how do you balance your focus from traditional prepping, like what most people understand as prepping, to what you are an expert in, which is this wilderness
1: survival
0: type stuff? Like, how do you balance
1: that? Yeah, I I think it's a good balance and it's a balance that um, a lot of people can't obtain because I always view prepping in a couple different facets. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm at home with my kids and my girlfriend, I like to be prepared, whether it's down the medical route, you know, having backup, you know, battery power, uh, vehicles, you know, we could go down some deep rabbit holes in that construct. But I always say prepping prepping. Isn't necessarily based off of all of this stuff. It's really factors into the environments Mm. and what you have opportunity-wise in those environments. So my home is an environment. My community is an environment. When I'm on the road, that's an environment, and all of those things um, go into different aspects of prepping. Within that, I view the wilderness and the outdoors as another environment that requires Mm. a certain prepping and that's where that survival component the hunting the trapping finding clean sources of water um, understanding medicinal plants you know that's you know if I take my girlfriend for example she is phenomenal at working up different tinctures and, and poultices and you know for example I came back from the Amazon had a parasite inside of me and within like two days she had mixed up this batch of green stuff that killed that parasite <laughs> it's about off those environments Wow. Awesome. Yeah, no,
0: that, that's awesome. After hearing that, how do you feel like modern preppers and what do you feel like modern preppers overlook in, in, in these aspects? Because of your uh, you're so good at, at certain aspects of this, I'm sure you see like, man, well, these guys could really be doing this type of thing and they should be, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I think with a lot of modern preppers, one thing that we should focus on and think about is essentially when things start to run out because inevitably Mm -hmm. they will. And I've I've seen stand overseas, you know, you you supply people with different materials, eventually they run out. And then it's really what are the the alternatives to those things, whether it's medication, food, clean water, sanitation, whatever that case may be. I think if a lot of modern preppers said, all right, for three months out of the year, I'm going to remove my preps, my caches, my backups, and I'm going to find alternate sources Mm -hmm. to supplement those or to fill those gaps. I think what they would do is they really diversify their overall capabilities and offerings to themselves, to their families as well as to their communities. That's awesome. Yeah, that that is awesome. Yeah, it's a different take on it. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: I I love seeing different people's takes on on prepping and especially people like you that have very specific skill sets. It's just interesting to kind of hear, you know, those viewpoints. No, I-
1: no, I, I appreciate it. I'm like, you, you guys are out in Utah, so mm-hmm. I, I'm in Colorado, the other side of the mountains, and I always tell people, they always think, well, you're into you know, primitive skills and survival. It's like, well, I also live in a place that gets a lot of snow, mm-hmm. there's fires, there's a lot of natural occurrences, and when those things typically happen, I'm at home. I'm mm-hmm. at a place I'm either renting, living in some lady's basement, whatever the case may be, but the point is, that is my first environment, and I need to be... Prepared. I need to be actionable in the things that I do in that environment, and it's it, it is a balance. Mm-hmm. But if you were to go into where my kids' rooms are and look in their closet, you'd see a lot of stuff that isn't theirs, from you know different meal packs to you know medicine to yeah. You know, I have suture kits because my kids have never gone to the doctor to get stitches. I just do it all myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, awesome. that's Yeah, it's that sort of thing. So. Mm. Now so cool. That's pretty amazing. So,
0: um, considering all that, um, in your mind, uh, I love yeah. asking this question. What SHTF slash kind of apocalyptic scenario scares you,
1: Donnie Dust, the most? Okay. So, this is kind of a weird one. Okay. <laughs> but... Not necessarily weird, but I think when I think of a you know a a shoot at the fan sort of scenario, I always envision like a a solar flare that just wipes everything out, electronics based, and then it comes and that's not not even really the main event. It's just knocking that out and the second and third order effects from that: the Mm -hmm. lack of power, lack of water, lack of communication the shutdown from one family who lives in this town to the other family who lives in that town. It's, it's that chaos that ensues. And that's where I equate my solar flare to the zombie scenario. And I say zombie, (laughs) but I'm not (laughs) talking, I'm not talking like the walking dead sort of stuff. I'm talking about the average citizen who becomes that zombie, that mindless heartless only for certain things, whether it's food or water, that is – that should hit the fan scenario, and I know when that happens, myself and a couple teenage boys that are my sons and my girlfriend, we are ready to, you know, yeah.
0: do what we do. Well, I think in that <laughs> scenario, you kind of become the king of the That's apocalypse. That's the thing.
2: I was like, that is, the, that is not the one I would have thought you would say, but it makes, makes sense because you know better than anybody mm-hmm. being out living off from, you know, the, the wild and everything, um, how <laughs> – how society really would be, would fare in this scenario. So uh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. I just, I take a lot of that perspective from my times in the Middle East and various countries where you kind of see small facets of that kind of, you know, growing and occurring in different areas where, you know, a community doesn't have power except for two hours a day. What happens? Those people kind of turn into these zombies, not ones of trying to kill everything, but they're, they're, for their own self-preservation as well as their family self-preservation. And they'd be, you know, willing to put a bomb in the road to make a hundred bucks to Mm -hmm. their family, that sort of scenario, seeing that firsthand, um, you know, I think in in a Western society, in a modern day society, uh, that would quickly occur and it wouldn't be an issue for people to kind of go to those, those next steps to maintain their kind of, you know, well-being, if you will.
0: Yeah, for sure. And in in thinking about all this, you know obviously we've done a million episodes we've had a million people commenting on a million different things that, that we've talked about it's just funny that i feel like the average person um you know prepper or not feels like you know what if it all goes down i'm just going to go live in the woods forever <laughs> i'm going to survive out there everything's going to be great so and I feel like it would be a very rude awakening for like 99% of people trying to do that. And I, I wonder how you feel about that. Like, how would the average dude, uh, like like too. suburbanites like us, you know, how would we fare <laughs> out there in the wilderness if we had to stay for
1: a month with really basic, you know, tools? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a great question. I put it to people just like this. So... With my knowledge, skills, and abilities, my background, my understanding of the outdoors, I went on the TV show alone yeah. and lasted eight days because I got sick. Yeah, I mean, internal stuff, hygiene, things like—I mean, that shit will bring you down, and that is a hundred percent reality of what can happen. You know, mm-hmm. if and you've seen probably other episodes, someone takes a chunk out of their hand or they get injured, it's it's a reality. So, I think a lot of average guys would actually go in with a little bit more open mind. They'd mm-hmm. go in with a little less confidence, but it gives them a little bit more kind of caution in their actions. For me, it's like, oh, I've done this. I have know where I, you know, I know how this works. And then I might go out a little bit more aggressive. So there's a balance there, but I think most suburbanites wouldn't even go into the woods, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think there's a comfort there's a comfort in the home. There's a mm-hmm. comfort in the things that they have and just being able to walk away from them would call the cause them such, you know, distress and psychological, you know, like tor- turmoil. It's yeah. It'd be pretty chaotic.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's, that's really, from someone that's, you know, you've trained, you you've done classes and you kind of see what a lot of these people could are capable of. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense to, you know, that's kind of scary. That's scary. Um, yeah, for sure. Another question is: You build a lot of things. Uh, we've we've watched your TikTok videos, and you can just make pretty much anything out of uh, anything. It's crazy, <laughs> yeah, um, like really, guys. If if you're watching this right
0: now and you haven't followed him on TikTok, like there is no better account,
2: unbelievable on the internet. Oh.
0: Like it is the best account on the entire <laughs> internet. So go
2: follow it right now. Yeah, yeah, seriously, But yeah, um. You being able to build all this stuff, um, what tool do you find to be the most useful overall to help you survive in the wilderness? If you were, if it's the first thing, you know, you start with nothing. What what would you build first to start um, to help you survive out there?
1: Yeah, this is this is a great question. And when I got these questions, I ran them through with my with my girlfriend because I was curious what her take was. And I was like, ah, no. But um, <laughs> I think for for me. If I had the resources, right, and I had the ability to craft some sort of small axe small hatchet small chopper cutter hammer defensive tool offensive tool and in my mind i instantly go to like a tomahawk Mm -hmm. or like a small woodsman's axe um that gives me mass to crush it gives me you know easy maneuverability it gives me the ability to you know choke up on that neck and do some fine cutting um it is a kind of multi-tool uh in that regards because i've in in my practice, in my background, I find it easy to make a knife, just a quick stone blade. Um, mm-hmm. That will get me through everything I need to do. But that chopper, that that tool of just, you know, it's in yes. essence, it is one of the core tools that I think um, a quick axe, a quick tomahawk, something like that would be my go-to tool. That's awesome.
2: I Man, I'll have to say, that's kind of what I was thinking you might say. It just makes the awesome. most sense. And I'm not even, you know. I have no outdoor skills. <laughs> I know, man. It's so but funny. because We always talked about it, like a machete or a mm-hmm. hatchet or like, and, and now that you say it and explain it, like it makes more sense to me why that would be the thing to build.
1: A, a, a machete was my, my second one, like mm-hmm. a shortened machete. I take a a a, um, a a bolo machete and I shorten it down. So it's about nine inches. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more comfortable but you can you know use it as a draw knife it still has chopping capabilities just a little bit smaller in certain regards but yeah that's like my my second choice that's awesome man yeah that's so cool
0: so freaking yeah! It, it's so funny because, like, we do a podcast like this. People look at us like we're actually experts in any of this crap, which is, like, hilarious to me. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. they'll ask
2: us these questions. And we're like, shit, I don't know. We're just, like – We're delivering information. We're just from, idiots. From yeah. stuff that we've studied and read. We're procuring information. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, we go camping and we go in the woods and we test out gear, but it is, like, nowhere near the expertise that a guy like you has. So that's why it's great to bring somebody on like you that can – Actually give some great information to the listeners instead of just stupid voices and random crap coming out of our face holes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: But I think for like you guys, like I've reached out to you and said like, what is a good gas mask to have? I've reached Mm -hmm. out to you guys on a couple of because there's, I always equate everything to knowledge, skills and abilities, Mm -hmm. you know, three uniquely things. And I don't have the knowledge that you guys have. And what I would say that prepper landscape. Like I have certain knowledge from my experiences, but I think you mm-hmm. guys provide, I always call it a ground truth. You guys have a ground truth in that sort of world. And I have a ground truth in, you know, the primitive skills in the survival world with a hidden ground truth <laughs> in my preps. But yeah. when I don't know, I go to experts, mm-hmm. I, I seek out. And I think you guys provide a really great source um, for that information and, and more importantly, that ground truth.
2: We can direct you to the professionals for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we
1: could definitely get you a link to the <laughs> That's right.
2: That's why we person. brought you on <laughs> to we, listen to. <laughs> All right, so so but, now uh, we got
0: a couple of questions. These two questions we we ask everybody now. These are these are getting asked to everybody that comes on the show, and so I'm really interested to hear uh, your takes on these. N- question number four: What yep. conspiracy theory do you find the most interesting or entertaining, and why?
1: Oh God, this one, this one's been <laughs> racking a while because it's, it's, yeah, it's difficult to kind of go down that rabbit hole. But I think the conspiracy theory essentially that we are running out of water and water is going to be one of our huge downfalls. And the reason why I say this, and it sounds pretty crazy, but you think, all right, Earth is seventy percent water, yeah. and we process in the US daily, I think thirty-five to forty-five billion gallons of of wastewater and sewage water into clean drinking water. Mm-hmm. With all the water we have in oceans, it's very likely if we would just start to desalinize our ocean water, we would have plenty of water. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of a not so much a conspiracy, but people tend to lean towards we're running out of water, we're running out of water, we're running out of water. And I don't necessarily believe that. I think there's a lot of stuff out there that kind of leans people in those certain directions, but we have oceans full of water and it would be very Mm -hmm. easy to desalinize it and have clean drinking water. Whether the oceans rise or they subside, (laughs) we got lots of water
2: man
0: okay that's great yeah, leave yeah. it to donnie dust to give us uh, something way out of left <laughs> field that is awesome um maybe we need to do an episode on yeah whatever
2: that's not one i'd ever looked at the water conspiracy you hmm.
0: know
1: yeah that's, well i mean i was gonna go with elvis is still alive and me, <laughs> but that's like, a good one too you know but like everyone freaks out about water and i yeah. know you should always conserve water but i mean yeah. we basically Planet of water really so yeah i don't think shortage like like we're told yeah it's just one my more person. thing
0: to to strike fear into the hearts of the common man you know keep us doing what we're supposed to be doing right yeah yeah
2: man. i'm gonna let the water run shit. on my lawn all it's day big today. water
0: it's just big water <laughs> my, big government and big water they're getting together
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. i'm my water runner right now because i'm like I, we got plenty of it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I drink it left and right man yeah you're Gosh,
0: awesome. Okay. <clears throat> all right. One, one more. more. This one is probably the yep. most important. Um, this is so a big one. We I want excited. you to take some time. Make sure you give us the right answer here. um What is your favorite movie of all time and why?
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I think that the best movie of all time, despite the numerous editing errors in it, is Braveheart. Oh, yes. oh
2: nice. Nice.
1: Yes. Now the reason why it is one of my favorites is mm. when it came out of the theaters, I actually went and saw it with my grandmother, who's from Scotland. She's from oh, Sterling. Wow. Oh. And in the yeah, it was super cool. So in the middle of this theater, and she used to be able to speak, you know, Gaelic and stuff. And I was there with my mom and dad, but you could just see this fire in her eyes, and she was a sweet <laughs> little old. But you could just see this, like, oh, what is going? It's just a cool experience to see with her. And having been to Scotland a couple times and, you know, my family's from Scotland. So it's,
2: it was, I don't, sense. I'm not like,
1: yeah, it was, I'm not like a Scottish American yeah like that. I'm just, that's where that family kind of line comes from. But it, um, I just, I like that story. And I know a lot of that movie is not 100% historically accurate, mm-hmm. but I just like the man with a, a ragtag group of, yeah. you know, high battling the man maybe it's kind of a little foreshadowing for the days to come
2: but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, i remember watching a, that show oh, like by myself just because i i just loved it like you felt you, you, i don't know there's something about it
0: i had the two set v- I was vhs say, i remember
2: having to switch the tape out yeah you had to switch the tape
0: out you know but i mean how can you deny like peak mel gibson too man dude uh, was just on you yeah. know classic and it it's funny will- that you talk about the the editing errors. I remember rewinding in those battles and seeing people just like falling over, like out of the middle of nowhere, right? Like nobody's yeah. even near them. It
2: was. Yeah, they're like spinning yeah. and barely even yeah. touching weapons. <laughs> it's so good. That yeah. first that's first speech, that first battle that he does. Mm-hmm. We used to like watch that like in football and stuff, because mm-hmm. it's just yep. it's so good.
1: We would we would do the same. It was that sort of thing, and I don't know if you guys remember like I mean, well before the movie came out, I remember my sisters were watching MTV and there's a guy named Dan Cortez who used to do Dan Cortez Sports. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He was, yeah, he was like an extra there and they were doing some things with that movie at that time. And I was younger, younger, but there's like all these little snippets about that movie that are just completely fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will say if I had to go with a close other second into first, any of you guys have seen the uh, movie No Escape with Ray Liotta? Oh yeah, it, I yeah. Don't know if I have seen that, that was actually.
0: Let's see. Alex from, uh, Who else is in that movie? No Do you escape, remember? Pa. Um,
1: God, uh, there's maybe I'm thinking of a different uh, movie. Ernie, Ernie Junior, the guy from Ghostbusters. Um, oh, okay. he was yeah. yeah the brother from uh, Ghostbusters. What well, I can't remember mm-hmm. his name.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I know him, what you yeah,
1: yeah, a couple other picture. guys.
0: Okay, we'll have to look that one up. I don't know if I'm thinking of the same
2: movie. Oh, that one. No, there's a lot of oh, names. That's the one. Oh, this oh, one. Oh, this yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I saw that one.
1: He's sent to this island, and there's these two like bands of people one are more civilized, one are savages, and he's trying to escape. It's, uh-huh. it's all. Is the one guy crazy. from
2: Braveheart one of the back? <laughs> the one guy looks like. Does he's he? I don't know. <laughs> one of the guys from the other civilization. But anyway, I don't I, yeah, have to watch that. Nice. Right. No.
0: Great, great pick for, for Best Movie. Yeah, How, for yeah sure. You can't deny for sure. Braveheart, man. It's, a, it's That's,
2: always been one of my so top... So classic.
0: Man, dude, thank you so much for coming on and just having a discussion with us. Um, I yep. do want to ask if you would do something for me before you get off. Uh, you have like this... It's like this uh, classic thing that you do in all your videos where you give us a yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I say, yeah. and I want, I'm going to say like, um, <laughs> do you listen to Casual Preppers? And just give
1: us a yeah. No problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. You ready? <laughs> ready. Okay. Go for it. Do you listen to Casual Preppers podcast?
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, Yes. Man, that's like a dream right there. (laughs) That's so awesome. Uh, Thank you, uh, my man. Like, seriously, um, again, tell us where everybody can go find all the things you're doing. Where can they find you on the internets?
1: Yeah. uh, So, yeah, if you're curious, um, you can go to DonnyDust.com and pretty much DonnyDust on Instagram and TikTok. And the school that I run here in the state of Colorado, down in New Mexico in the Chihuahua Desert, um, is called paleo track survival that's where I teach everything from traditional survival skills with a little bit more kit involved all the way down to the primitive survival skills about res- you know uh, adaptability and building you know one's uh, family reliance and then you know a personal self-reliance so yeah man so I appreciate awesome. it Yes, so much for rap I yeah. love your podcast I oh. <laughs> oh, mean I
2: don't know I don't know why but thank you uh, <laughs> no. that's so crazy yeah. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Donnie. Uh, Appreciate you, and uh, stay survived. Will do.